It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be. And if you are not a Yankees fan, you're a lot happier than we are right now. It's three to one in that game. But this is the week eight preview in the three-man rush podcast. Uh, so I want to get everybody introduced. You know, things are starting to fall into line, starting to we're starting to see some trends in the season, and teams are starting to lose some games. There's not as many undefeated teams as there once was a couple of weeks ago. But before we get into everything massive, let's Let's go right into the fumble or gift baskets of the week. I believe Tom had the biggest one out of the three of us. So, Tom, take it away. All right. I have a fumble and a gift basket. I'll start with the good news. Um, and I hate to say it, they're both NBA-related. NBA started yesterday. So I'm going to talk about them. Um, the gift basket is for Zion. Zion looks awesome. Uh, he was fat about a month ago. I don't know what happened. Um but now he's awesome. So there we go. Uh, but I do have a fumble, and it's more of a hate message. Uh, Jaden McDaniels on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, oh. I hate him. <laughs> he he made me so mad tonight. He elbowed Jalen Williams, the new rookie for the Thunder, right in the face. And Jalen Williams got the foul, a.k.a. J-Dub. They're they're trying to kill us, and it's it's disappointing. The second youngest team ever in the NBA, followed behind last year's Thunder team. They're trying to they're trying to put us down, but we're not going down. Well, Jalen Jalen Williams walked off the court like he had just gone gone a couple rounds with Mike Tyson. It didn't look good. No, it it every Thunder player gets elbowed at one point in his career in his face. I don't get it. Uh, I remember whenever James Harden got elbowed in the face by uh, Ron Artest. And, oh, uh, Metal World Peace at that oh, time. Yeah, my bad. Metal World Peace. Uh, Metal World Peace threw a mean, mean elbow at his head. Oh, yeah. Well, he got suspended for a good reason. <laughs> that, was, that was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, good, good one there, Tom. I like that. I'm glad we're talking to NBA. I want to give a fumble out here. Um, it could be a, perceived as a gift basket as well to Billy Ray Cyrus, um, Hannah Montana's uh, dad. Uh, he is now engaged to a woman nearly the same age as Miley Cyrus. So, um, you know, it's about the climb. He made the climb in age and he went right back down and uh, in the age of his, his uh, significant other. So congrats to him. Maybe it's a fumble. Maybe it's a gift basket. I don't know. Give him a and I was, I was, I've been sitting here thinking about which one I can do, and I just, I can't really think of either one of, of one of them. So I'll just give a gift basket to Raising Canes because they, they made some good food earlier for me. 
Well, <laughs> here's tasty. my opinion. My hot take: Raising Cane's an absolute fumble right now. They cost you an arm and a leg to get a to get a a four a four piece. The box combo costs like twelve dollars now. Well, that's back, just Joe, that's just Joe Biden's America. Well, well, back in our prime, it was eight bucks, literally eight dollars for a box combo, and, and now it's cost me half a, half an hour, an hour and a half of work. And it cost well, you to cost a nickel going, for a Coca Cola. Yeah, if we're going down that rabbit hole, we need to call out McDonald's for raising their dollar drinks to a dollar sixty now. Outrageous! That's more. That's more reasonable than a four dollar raise on four pieces of chicken. I'll hey, say it. I'll tell you what's not a dollar now: Dollar Tree. It's a dollar oh, twenty-five. Might as well name it a couple dollars. A couple dollar tree. Four for a couple <laughs> dollars. It's now the five. It's now the biggie bag. Oh, I will say the biggie bag gives you something extra though. Yeah, but four for four. Side to come. Five dollar. Five dollar foot long at Subway. Just say a side of cum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nuggets, burger, fries, drink, cum. <laughs> oh Bingo. my goodness! Yeah, that's the good stuff. I'm gonna give it actually another fumble or gift basket. Both of them really could be either one of them. So I'll, I'll choose this one as my gift basket. Gift basket to Jimmy Butler for an incredible dreadlock picture. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. His like a, a official picture oh, yeah. is. Him with dreadlocks, and it came on the side of the TV last night, and it had the uh, national television schedule for the rest of the NBA games and always has, like, one of the NBA stars from each team on the picture. And I was like, who the heck is that next to the Miami Heat logo? I had to look it up. It was Jimmy Butler with, like, four-foot-long hair. So He looks uh, like a completely different human. Yeah. In other NBA news, um, the Jazz are currently beating the Nuggets by 24. Aren't the Jazz supposed to be, like, a, the one of the worst teams? Yeah. And they're beating the shit out of them. Man, it's opening night. This season, the NBA season, I, I think, in my opinion, means less than any other regular season in any major sport. Well, baseball right now, man. My goodness. A lot of the favorites went down already. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It, is the regular season, like, it it, it it just means more in the NBA. It means less in the NBA than it does in any other major sport. Yeah, you're probably right about that, Uh because it's, I mean, it seems like the Nets didn't even really care about the regular season the last couple of years. Hey, Jake, I also have something to say to you. What's that? Fuck the Eagles. Uh, Stand up, Cowboys fans. Stand up. They're not invincible. I promise. All fans, the undefeated right now are feeling pretty solid. Oh. We're six and zero. We're six and zero. We had a good win against the, the the Cowboys. And here's the thing: I think it's funny about Cowboys fans. Two weeks ago, they were like. Cooper Rush could be the starter. I mean, Cooper Rush, man, Cooper Rush. Yeah, and he anymore, sucked. Not anymore because the birds are good. Yeah, that's what happened. Hey. Hey. Because they played a competent defense for once. It's Dak's team. Give it back. Right. They played hey. Rush is awesome. That is not what you were saying two weeks ago, man. Co- I hate Cooper Rush is awesome, but hey, he proved he can't do it in big games. Actually, right. let me say this. You weren't saying that last, like, six days ago. You weren't even saying this. Yeah, but that was before the Eagles game when he played a competent defense. Also, also classic Cowboys fan to say, hey, screw your team. We almost beat you. <laughs> how about that? How, how about that? Hey, we almost hey. won that game. Hey, hey the Cow- are about to get hey, whenever, the, whenever the Jazz beat the Thunder, I, I bet you weren't cheering for the Jazz. So I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. I'm just I'm saying it's the same exact thing. Not, not necessarily. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> nobody in this is a Jazz fan. No, uh, I'm just I'm I'm just saying, you know. 
That's we were we were all screaming at the Jazz whenever the Thunder lost to them. It's the same thing. Well, sure, but your 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 argument was they're 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 not invincible as you lose to them. No, as yeah, we, they're not. They as I mean, we Cooper cover scored seventeen yeah. on them. So hey, well, the Bills would stomp the Eagles right now. They'd stomp oh. them. Drew, we're undefeated, man. The undefeated. Okay. Okay. Uh, see ya. My my fumble slash gift basket, depending on what happens. I think the fumble is the Buffalo Bills social media page. We probably shouldn't be tweeting about OBJ until he's like officially ours. Uh they they tweeted out earlier today it was a it was a Bills by the numbers sponsored by FanDuel video, and it said, Where will OBJ land? with the eyes emoji. Not a huge fan of that, especially when he's not fully a, a, a uh a bill yet, and it's going to suck a lot more if he signs with the Chiefs. That tweet's going to be deleted almost immediately. I can guarantee it. Uh, well, he's a bill. He's a bill. Believe in it. I mean, I believe in it too. Believe. Really suck if he. If he believe. <laughs> what? Believe. Oh, is that what the 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 city of Buffalo is saying this year? Yeah, I like it. Believe. It's a pretty good pun right there. Intercepting cancer. Yeah, it, it, it's right up there with undefeagles. It's pretty good. Those are two good puns right there. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, what were you saying there, Tom? The intercept cancer? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's intercept, so ridiculous. I hate cancer. that. I uh, yeah, give that the fumble. Yeah, why do yeah, you bat it down? Fumble. Wouldn't you want to bat it down instead? I don't. I personally bat down cancer. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, listen. If I'm a DB and I see cancer coming my way, I'm avoiding it. Give up the touchdown. Right. Pass breakup cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the deflect cancer, sack cancer. Sack, yeah, sack cancer. Sack, sack cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sack cancer. That would be hilarious. That's oh, I don't. Hey, it's just like cancer. you know, pump, pump cancer. Yeah, get rid of it. Say something. Personally, I don't want. I don't want sack cancer. <laughs> I want my sack to be cancer free. Yeah, Fair I agree. Cancer. Speaking of, Jamison Tyon beat sack cancer. Pitch for the Yankees tonight. Hey, that's what well, what's the true mark of a good World Series team is a couple guys that have beaten cancer. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, the Astros have a couple of those too. So well, I'll just tell you the Cubs, the Cubs had two on the same team when they won it all. And that's that was the oh. real root of our team. The Yankees been, have two as well. Hey, could be might, a good year. They might have been our best two players, too. John Lester was unhittable. Yeah. Um, he could not throw to first though. No. He didn't want to matter though. He threw have out you guys, Sam. Have you guys ever seen a uh, a player that literally has like a mental block like that in a in a in college football because it doesn't seem like that hap- that happens in any other, any other sport other than basketball and baseball. Like I can't think of a guy that just like like I remember Markel Fultz couldn't shoot free throws, um, like he just couldn't do it. But uh, there doesn't seem like there's anybody that just like cannot. I mean, do the it. only the only one I would see like getting that is like a like a kicker, a kicker, a golfer, a golfer too. Yeah. Tanner Brown and missing. He doesn't do it. Right. Uh, We're not, not jinxing yet. him this week. We're not talking about him this week. Oh, it's like, it's like somebody. To, I'm trying to jinx him. It's like somebody that has a no hitter. You just don't talk about it. Unless it's a team I hate, then I start posting it on my social medias. Yeah, Tanner Brown's a hell of a kicker. <laughs> he really is. Uh, well, hey, let's start hey. talking about a little bit of college football here, guys. What do you think? Sure. I got to pee, though, so start talking. <laughs> Well, that's just some some inside the podcast there from Calvin. He will be going to the bathroom. I'm putting and, a breath mint in, and and Drew is also putting a breath mint in. So Drew, can I come get one? What a what a don't you have in your room? 
they're my golf bag. And Tom, you're in the Oval Office right now. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with Jerry. Do you see what Jerry said to Robert Kraft today? Oh, he said, what, he said fuck off or something? He said, go fuck yourself and fuck off. Wow. It's my owner. But Robert Kraft has no problem, has absolutely no problem with uh, with with screwing himself. That's for sure. You know, he, okay. he, 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 he hired a, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, massagers, if you will. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, but re- regardless of, of what Robert Kraft is doing with it, with his, uh, you know, junk, we can talk about some college football. I think uh, when we talk about this week, there's there's some there's some pretty good games. It's not as big of a week as last week. But there's some teams that can bounce back, certainly. Who is a team that you guys think can bounce back? I think the first one to me that comes to mind is Alabama taking on Mississippi State. Um, and then, obviously, Oklahoma State taking on Texas. And then you, you got a couple other ones as well. Penn State takes on Minnesota. Maybe that's where you think there's a bounce back. What do you, where, which team are you guys looking uh, forward to, to to bounce back the most this week? Kansas Jayhawks. They, they, they might be on a bye week. Oh, they play, they play Baylor. Week. No, they played oh, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. Big game. Yeah, I need, I need a good bounce back. I need the ass tat to happen. Nah. Actually, I'm rooting against the bounce back. I'm rooting for six straight losses. I, I tell you what, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna get the win this week. I feel like Baylor, Baylor is gonna be the bounce back team. I agree. I agree. Um let's see. Who's bouncing back? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go first. I'll go first here since I have one. Uh, I think Penn State will be the team that bounces back. They're playing Minnesota this week. Uh, you know, a pretty pretty embarrassing loss last week against Michigan. That was their time to really say, we've made it, we're here, and then they just lay an egg out there. So uh, I, I've got Penn State making a bounce back again. Minnesota. Minnesota's a good team, too, so it'd be a good bounce back win for them. Yeah, I like that answer. I think it's a, a pretty good one. I think uh, – the one to me is obviously I, I can't remember the last time that, that Alabama has lost two games in a row. So I think it's pretty obvious this week. They get Mississippi state who's a formidable opponent. Like we discussed last week um, on the pod, Mississippi state and Mike Leach have been known to lose that, that game. Um, and they lost that game to Kentucky and, and they just looked really, 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 really bad. Um, leading up to that, they had, had been, you know, a real hot team. So uh, this is not a great spot to catch Alabama. And I think that's pretty obvious. And I think it's just it's just one that you're going to see Bryce Young light it up. You're going to see Alabama's defensive backs probably figure it out, and they're going to get their chance to figure it out with a lot of passes from Mississippi State. So I'll take Alabama as my bounce back team. And uh, Vegas Vegas agrees with you. They're 21 point favorites this week. 21. Yeah, that's a little disrespectful, one. but I would go probably pick Alabama if I had to. This week I got a I got Texas Tech bouncing back against West Virginia. They're gonna they're gonna come out and get a dub this week after losing a couple in a row. And this is my message to all the, the tech fans in our comments on Twitter. I'm not, I'm rooting for West Virginia. You guys are insufferable, but you're bouncing back. Yeah, the the, the comments this week we received were really, really crazy. Um, but I mean we love it. We love we love the crazy fans and you got you gotta have a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a screw loose to think that Baron Morton's already better than Quinn Ewer. So, oh, that's yeah, that's outrageous. That's that's mainly the one I was talking about. That's I mean, come on. Yeah. There's no, I mean, Quinn. I mean, Baron Morton's gonna be a good player. Right. But Quinn Ewers is really, really, really good. I mean, you got a bounce back team. I don't know, man. Um, 
I really want to see BYU come out of the trenches. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't even know if they're on a bye week or not. But they're, they're really playing tough. Liberty. They're playing Liberty. Oh well, uh, let's have a little bounce back. I was big on them at the beginning of the year, and it is just it's kind of just slowly, slowly burned out. But hey, let's get a little comeback. Get the get another win. Do well. Yeah, they had a tough loss last week against uh, Arkansas. And, you know, they played Notre Dame the week before. I think we all thought kind of maybe Notre Dame had turned the corner. But, boy, did Notre, Notre Dame take a really, really bad Stanford team and make them look really solid. And they lost to Stanford last week, which and this is crazy. This is kind of a side from the point that we're talking about right now, but I'm just looking at the, the college football schedule for this week, and we got a shit show of Purdue and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's favored minus two and a half. I think I might take Purdue money line in that one. I think that's actually pretty disrespectful. I'm glad we're talking Big Ten West right off the bat here. Um, I like Purdue, man. I think Purdue's got a, a formidable offense, and I think that they're the team, uh, aside from Illinois, Illinois has been really good. Their defense has been really good. But Illinois hasn't played a solid offense yet. Um, I think Purdue's going to win the Big Ten West. And they started I off agree. a little bit slow. And th- that loss to Syracuse that Purdue had, we all kind of were like, eh, that's not, that's not great. But Syracuse has been good. Yeah, I agree. I'm – Purdue, the five and two Purdue Boilermakers. I guess you can call it an upset since that's what Vegas, since Vegas has Wisconsin favored, but I'm expecting Purdue to win that game. Well, it's good that you brought up Wisconsin because I want to talk about Wisconsin real quick because it seemed like when they fired um, Paul Christ that they were giving their DC Jim Ritter a chance to actually just step in and be the regular head coach. Do you guys see him as being the head coach or who do you think would be a good fit at Wisconsin right now for that job? Matt Rule. That's the, I think that's the easy answer. I think he fits well. Um, yeah. Lance Leipold is, obviously has Wisconsin ties. I think that there's a chance that he gets hired there um, if they don't, if they go with the outside hire. There's about to be a fire sale for Matt Rule. But, but honestly, I could see Matt Rule taking a few years off. I mean, he's about to get bought out, and it's about to be like, what, $60 million or something like that? It was a crazy number. I, I, don't, I don't remember what number it was. I want to say it was like over was 40 like- yeah, they have like he's never 40. gonna have to work again. No, but the thing is, is that those people that forty million dollars, yeah. So he that those people that are college coaches, NFL coaches, they're just so crazy competitive that they're gonna want to coach again. Yeah, I think I mean I, I think that's like a little perfect marriage type thing because I mean Wisconsin, they've been and they're just, they're not having a good year as they're used to. I mean Matt Rule showed he can coach well in college and, and kind of like fits his style of coaching, I guess. What about uh, what about a guy like Matt Campbell, underperforming Iowa State needs to get a new a, a new scenery would be nice for him. The only the only thing about that is I think that I I think that Matt Campbell can underperform at Iowa State and just have a job for the rest of his life. But if he were to go to Wisconsin and struggle, he'll get fired. Yeah, the one thing I, I would push back on him underperforming is that we see. I mean, I, I would agree with you. Win loss, he, they have been underperforming. Um, but all of their games have been really, really close. They've lost every game by one possession. They're like uh, Nebraska of last year, where it feels like they're kind of on the precipice of maybe having something. I think I mean, if, if that's the that's a type of job I would see Matt Campbell leaving for. Man, I always think of him as like a Nebraska or Wisconsin type of guy, other than Iowa State. But like, yeah, but um, I I I, I'll probably see him staying at Iowa State for a long run. Yeah, I think. Guess. I think there's a lot of these jobs that are open right now that are they're good jobs, but there isn't that one job that really sticks out right now. Maybe that's Auburn, but Auburn isn't open. Really. Nebraska. 
Nebraska, I mean, do you think – which just legitimately, which job do you think is better? Auburn, Wisconsin, or Nebraska? Or order in order. Which one – Which? what do you think that is? Um, Auburn, Nebraska, Wisconsin. I would say Nebraska, Auburn, Wisconsin. That's, you put, you I think put that's Nebraska up one? I, I see mean, that solely they just, because – They just got their fan base. Yeah. And Auburn, they have, Auburn, 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 has, good, Auburn has a good fan base too, but, like, I think just Nebraska has – Auburn's played two national championships in the last 15 years. I just think think that Nebraska has a big brand. And if you're just doing it based off brand, I would think Nebraska is a better, better job. I don't know, man. I, I I get what you're saying. I I get like the, 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 like why you're making that decision. I guess I, I, and me, to me, out of those three jobs, I'd take Nebraska's third to me. Oh yeah. Well, like recruiting, um, no chance to recruit that. Like that. I don't know. Like success wise, I would go to Nebraska the last because I mean you don't have really much recruiting opportunities there because I mean who yeah Malachi you, Coleman in Nebraska and then he's probably gonna leave yeah you, that's you the best way they've had in a while base. you mentioned fan base you talk about NIL money man they, if you get a coach there like you can get some NIL sponsors to get behind you you could you can throw some money at some big uh, prospects yeah that's what, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think the Auburn's probably going to be throwing around a lot more money than Nebraska. Oh, I agree 100%. But I, I you don't think, know. You think Auburn's <laughs> athletic program makes more money than Nebraska's? Yes. 100,000%. Yes. Uh, if you see close. how, like, the Auburn, like, administration treated Brian Harston or whatever his name is, like, I agree are with you looking at that yeah. and saying, like, what if they – I mean, if I struggle, that's how they're going to treat me. Although – I. Yeah, I don't know. I will say about the Nebraska Wisconsin, Nebraska Auburn money wise thing. Uh, over the next ten years, the Big Ten is projected to like make billions more than the SEC. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking because you'll be making a Nebraska's gonna be making a shit ton of money. Well, the SEC hasn't signed a new deal. The SEC will be up for a new deal pretty soon, and I feel like ESPN is probably gonna give them a, a crap ton of money. But I get what you're saying, and I think that the thing that Tom said about uh, you know Auburn mistreating Brian Harson, uh, while that is true. Nebraska, I mean, Bo Pelini, man, and I'm not yeah. saying that this, this, is, this is horrible on their part, right? He, I mean, they were tired of what was happening, but this was a guy that was winning, actually winning. And so was uh, Frank Solich before him. And they, those were two guys that got canned. So you have to at least think about, you know, even if I am successful at Nebraska, there's a chance I get fired. Okay. I, think I, was, was, I think Wisconsin might be the best of those three jobs. Just continuity. The money there is big, and that's a much that's a good football program. It has been for fifteen years. Plus, I've heard I've heard good things about Madison, Wisconsin. I've heard that's a good place to be. I don't know. I've never been there, but I've heard good things. It's yeah, I, I've I've heard the same. You think Wisconsin is the best job there? Out of the three, yeah, is that I what do. You said? I do. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I think it's the most consistent job. Like I think they're I, all. Th- I think they're all three in the same level. Well, if I was Matt Rule, I, uh, yeah, they're all doing. I think I'm the same kind of echelon. But if I was Matt Rule, I think that the most, the best fit for him, a is is Wisconsin, and b would be the easiest to win at. Really, I don't. I just don't see Matt Rule as an SEC coach. I didn't see Brian Kelly as an SEC coach. Yeah, that's true. And I never saw Brent Venables as a head coach. Yeah, that's a good point. He never wanted to be a head coach until recently. The closest he ever got was to a. Uh... Came out was the Auburn head coach a couple years ago. There was rumors whenever they hired Kleiman that Venables was going to take that job. 
at Kansas My State. Soul. Yeah, I remember that one too. I, I will say about the Wisconsin thing. I mean, we're we hear we heard rumors about Wisconsin and Caleb Williams and all that transfer wise. So there's there's things there. I guess it was constant to make that point even further, but it is interesting. Yeah. And the thing about rule is that he's always kind of enjoyed the, I, I don't know if it's, if it's the underdog, whatever that is, but Wisconsin is always going to be an underdog from to, to Michigan and Ohio state. Like yeah. they're going to be the best team in the West, but the West is just a massive underdog to the East in, in that conference. So you're going to have to have that, that mentality. Um, some of these games, though, man, we've got some good ball games on uh, coming up. We, we mentioned Mississippi State, Alabama, and kind of what I think uh, is going to happen there. Do you guys have anything that that gives you some faith in the Bulldogs this weekend? I think I think got a, a fighter's chance. If it wasn't, it's in Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't Tuscaloosa, I would say Mississippi State has a shot. But like, I mean, I, I'm gonna give them, a, I'm gonna give them a chance. I don't know if their defense will be able to stop Alabama's offense, but Alabama's defense looked shaky against uh, Tennessee. And Hyatt had five touchdowns, I'm sure. Is his name – is that is it the raw, raw Thomas guy? Is he at Mississippi State? Yes. He can uh, – he'll be able to do some things against those DBs if Will Rogers can put in the right spot. Yeah, they have a number of good receivers, and and, and you you mentioned that their DBs got torched against Tennessee. So if, if Mississippi State can really toss it around, maybe they have a chance. I just don't ever bet against Nick Saban, especially after a loss. Oh, yeah. Tennessee's got a good defense, and Alabama put up a ton of points on them, as was. Uh, Mississippi State's defense is nowhere near Tennessee's, nor is, I don't think, just after a loss at home, especially after a loss to a rival like that that you haven't lost to in a long time, there's there's just no doubt that Bama wins this one. Do we really think Mike Leach is going to beat Nick Saban? There's a chance. There's definitely a chance. I think Mike Leach is still a good coach. It's just these weird spots, man. He gets in a couple bad spots, and then the whole season is gone. Yeah, I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I'm a big Bulldog fan. Let's talk about some of the bigger games, though. Uh, I think the first the, the game that's game day is uh, UCLA and Oregon. Uh, you have undefeated Bruins, which uh, is always a nice thing to hear, um, taking on the, the the Ducks down there in Eugene. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I know the Pac-12, man, it's usually down <laughs> – this year, the Pac-12 is, is good good television. I'm just to be honest with you. I like the Pac-12. That game, uh, USC-Utah, was an absolute classic. I, I, I think UCLA is I, – I mean, are they the team to beat right now in the Pac-12? They've got to be. They're the last undefeated. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I still, I still don't think – I think they're the third best team in the Pac-12 still. I think Oregon's going to win. I think Oregon's a better team than them. Well, here's the deal. So, say Oregon wins today – Say Oregon is a team that runs the table in the Pac-12. If they end the season 12-1 and one or 11-1 and one with one loss, whatever that is, they are they going to get in the college football playoff and with their performance that we saw week one against Georgia? Who might be a, play, a team that they're going to be playing in the playoff? How do you measure that? Because it doesn't seem like that's, you know, I, I would take, I would rather take somebody that has an actual chance against Georgia than that. Who, but who's got a good chance against Georgia? I mean, like, uh, look at the uh, rest of the teams that really Missouri. have a legitimate <laughs> shot that have a have a legitimate shot at getting to the playoffs, and they compare them and say, "Does this team have a good chance of beating Georgia?" Like, who else would that be? I guess my point is, I don't, I really don't think Georgia's as as good as they looked against Oregon. I think that that was probably something that was maybe not a flash in the pan, but I think that those team two teams are closer than that score indicated right now. But well, I think if they played again, it'd be closer. Agreed. So, so why why would they? 
So why would you not put, why would you think they wouldn't put Oregon there? Well, I'm just saying, how does that look? You know what I'm saying? Would you put somebody that's 49 to three against Georgia or somebody like say Tennessee loses to Georgia and the score is 48, 35, right? Well, I don't, I don't think they would, uh, if the, if Oregon were to make the playoffs, I feel like they wouldn't play them against Georgia just because they already played once this year. I feel like they'd put, make it a different matchup or at least try to. Well, that's what they did last year. I mean, last year seriously should have been Alabama and Georgia in the first round because yeah. Michigan should have been the one seed and played Cincinnati. That's just, I mean, that's just what should have happened, but for television value, they weren't going to do that. Uh, and then I, I, I was fine, but I, I guess the thing I'm talking about here is, if you've seen Georgia already get mudholed by or Oregon already get mudholed by Georgia, are you really wanting to see Oregon in the playoff this year? Because in my opinion, I just it's hard for me to get that vision out of my mind, even if they beat UCLA this week. The the slippery slope we run down on there then is we'd have three SEC teams in. I mean, I, I don't think yeah, I, I, it, I'm talking would. two. I would say two. We we would we would almost certainly have to have three at that point. No, because what say say Alabama or Ole Miss slips up somewhere else. Sure. Or Georgia. But you've also got Tennessee sitting there, too. Right, it's just one team, though. So you got Georgia. So you're hoping Georgia messes up, Ole Miss messes up, Bama messes up, and Tennessee messes up. That's four teams sitting there that we're like, well, we hope they mess up. Otherwise, we're going to have three teams in the SEC in it. They'll take two one-loss SEC teams over two over a one-loss uh, uh, non-Big uh, Ten champion. Sorry. What we're talking about, though, what we're forgetting about is Clemson. Sure. You can, you can make, you can, you can take one of those out of the equation, though, because Alabama and Ole Miss are going to play in it later this year. Exactly. Whoever wins that game will probably go to the SEC championship, and then the team that doesn't go is probably not going to make it. And I still but, think yeah. Mississippi State beats Ole Miss. I still believe that. Yeah. So we have, so we have three teams in the SEC we're worried about here. I mean, the thing that the, the nature of the beast is that they haven't the, the the SEC is not, and this has been how it has been for a while. The top teams don't get beat. They just don't. So the, t- the top teams are not getting, you know, beaten by, I don't know, this year it would be like an LSU or a Florida, right? They haven't been taken down by one of those teams that's in the middle tier of the conference. A&M had the chance to do it against Bama, didn't get it done. So then you end up with four or five top SEC teams because they have one or zero losses. But that doesn't mean that the, the SEC is bad. It just probably good, no. good. Yeah. I no, I agree. I'm just saying that's how you end up with that many top teams in the SEC there. Yeah. It, it's just we run into a slippery slope there because it unless TCU runs the table, we're looking at a non-Big 12 uh, Final Four. So that takes that conference out. You take the Pac-12 out of it, especially if Oregon beats UCLA here, considering I mean, the conversation that we just had about Oregon and Georgia. That takes out the Pac-12 almost, and then you, you you're, you're down to the you're down to the ACC, the Big Ten, and the SEC with three teams. SEC's got three. Big Ten's got one. Big 12 or uh, and the ACC's got one. Well, I, I, don't, don't, I, I don't think you can take have, out they, Kansas they have, State and Oklahoma State right now. You can't take out either. Those just have one loss. Sure, yeah, but one of those teams, they have to, OSU and K-State hasn't played each other yet, so we ha- they would have to they'd have to beat them and then beat TCU again. So what I'm saying is TCU would have to run the table, and then you look at all these one-loss teams who all beat up each other in the Big 12. If you look at – if you take out the Big 12, you have three-fifths of the five teams that we're looking at at the end. Now, obviously, there's a lot of time left. But as of right now, if we're looking at the very end, there's three of the five teams we're looking at being uh, SEC teams. I, I just don't see that. They they've shown that Alabama not making an SEC championship can still make it. If and any, it's ridiculous. No other conference can make that. So that is three of the five teams that still have a legit shot of going. 
Well, you, you say that, and it's a good point to bring up. That is the same thing in the Big Ten East this year, is that one of Michigan and Ohio State's not going to make the conference championship. That's just how it is. Um, and it's stupid. Sure. Both of them should – if those are the two best teams in your conference, they should have to play each other for the conference sure. title. That's my opinion. Now, that's what the Big 12 does, and that's why we didn't get a team in last year. Um, and so, I mean, if we played, you know, Iowa last year in the conference championship, like no doubt we play, we make the champion, the conference, uh, or college football playoff. But that's a good point you make. And I, I think it's, it's valid right now when you're talking about the Big 12, especially, is that I get that the SEC is a very difficult conference. I mean, we didn't play Alabama last week, we played TCU, and but TCU is a good team. And uh, we, we took on TCU last week. Next week, we have, we, this next week, we have Texas, and the next week, we have Kansas State. Tennessee got Alabama, and you know what they get to do this week? UT Martin. Like it's it's that part of it is a little bit different where the weekend week out grind and injuries they don't really affect you as much in the SEC schedule. That's just that's just the truth of the matter right there, because they set up their schedule that way. I just don't think there's any chance that they'll they'll allow to have three teams in one conference in at the same time. Oh, I true. Don't think that, you, if there's wait. a conference to do it, it's the SEC. Oh, yeah, it'll be the you SEC, wait. but I still see it happening because I think like it, since it's Alabama, they're going to put Alabama in as a, without an SEC championship, but they're not going to do the same thing for Ole Miss. It, oh, we'll just... see we'll see on the other end of the break we'll keep talking and we'll actually get into some of these games real quick All right. so we're talking uh right now and while we're doing this pod the appalachian state mountaineers have taken the 35 17 lead over the georgia state panthers and it's fitting that we're talking sunbelt east here because Tom, we've got a matchup this week, buddy. James Madison taking on my Marshall of Thunder and Herd. Come on, baby. Hey, tragic loss last week for the for the Dukes, I will say. Um, but we're we're about to kick your ass. Uh, I'll just tell you this much: the, the herd will be thundering. Um, and you know, we are Marshall, really. That's all I've got to say about that. The, the Marshall Marshall has one of the most pretty green colors, and that's what I like to. That's you know, uh, it, it's beautiful when you see the the the, the turf. The same color as the uniforms. Hey, you ever wanted to feel like royalty, Jake, ever in your life? I have. Okay. Well, if you were a fan of the James Madison Dukes, you're, yourself would be a part of that royalty, but you're not. And you know what? We're bringing, we're bringing a plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're, we're bringing it. You got to be and kidding, we're, man. And we're going we're to kick the shit out of you. Hey, Marshall has Matthew McConaughey on their sidelines. I don't give a shit what they have. can't believe that he said that. Uh, we'll be bringing a herd. We will not be riding on a plane. We just have a herd. A herd of bison. Away from the skies, if I were y'all. Yeah. Got the Royal Air Force coming. All right, let's dive into some of these football games on the gridiron, guys. Um, we talked a little bit about UCLA, Oregon. Uh, we'll go ahead and pick – we'll pick those games later, but – um, some of the other games that are big this week, Syracuse and Clemson, the Orange Men, the Orange Men, guys, uh, 6-0 and for the first time since I can fucking remember. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it's the first time they're 6-0 and since Donovan McNabb. Let's see if that's right. Um, Syracuse, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped that Syracuse has a big game like this. This is a program-changing win, win if they can win. I'd, I'd be lying to you if I told you I knew that Donovan McNabb played at Syracuse. Nah, that's just because you're, you're not you're a clown. Who would have thought? Not me. 1987 was the last time Syracuse was six and zero. They're 
So Syracuse is one of those teams, man. They've never been a team that's easy to play against, but they've never really been good. So, like, if, if they can figure out a way to actually be, like, the front runner, like, that would be huge for their program. And taking on a team like Clemson is, is going to be a huge matchup. It might be the hardest game Clemson has left on their schedule. It actually might not even be debatable. They always give Clemson a run for their money every year. But this time it's a top 15 matchup, and that hasn't been the same. That hasn't been the, 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 the way those, those games had pre- previously gone. Give me – Give me a cultural playoff of Syracuse, TCU, Michigan, and Tennessee. I'm for that. Give uh, it to me. I think Michigan would win that one. I don't know. The orange man. Hey, it's someone new, so why not? Yeah. Well, or, orange is uh, – I, I like them. It's a it's a certain matchup where, where you're going to get a lot of people that just pick Clemson and say that's probably over with. But I think orange – I think they, they deserve their due here, man. They, they won last week pretty handily over NC State. Um, same thing Clemson did. Now you're going to get a good uh, a good test here, obviously. But I I kind of want to pick Purdue or, or, or Syracuse uh, with the spread. What's the spread at? Two scores. It'd be fourteen minus fourteen. Oh, come on, give me the orange. You think so? Yeah. I got Syracuse losing by ten. <laughs> by ten. Yeah. Uh, Ashers are cheating again. By the way. They have a bunch of nuns at their game, and they're all covered. They're all dressed as nuns. We're screwed. That's fair. I mean, if you expected them to not cheat, I don't know what you're expecting at this point. Yeah, we should have cheated. Aaron Justin lied one off one of their heads. I wish. Uh, but I I hope the Syracuse Orange men win this one solely based off the reason of me always picking them when we would be playing uh, mascot mashup. And the, the little side, side juke they would do is hilarious. Uh, it's like, a, like flip? a flip, yeah. Yeah, the flip. Well, would you call it since they're an orange? Is it a flip or do they just roll? They probably just roll. It's a good point. Yeah, nice roll. <laughs> Can you imagine if Saturday they showed up to Death Valley and every one of them was dressed up as the mascot? Every single player. <laughs> they're just one. just tossing it around as an orange. My door just mysteriously three. opened. My house is haunted. We'll see if Drew Egg's actually getting haunted here. If a, a ghost is getting my boy. Hey, it's, it's spook. It's spooktober, man. We got to watch out. Yeah, it's cocktober. Cocktober, <laughs> oh. baby. Send this to your closest friends. Yeah, send this podcast to your 10 closest friends or get ready <laughs> to get some slob on your knob. <laughs> <laughs> no, send it to your closest friends and then you will. Don't send it. If you don't send it to me, you will get it. because I Don't will get it. candy corn shoved up your ass. Just don't do it. I wasn't planning on it, buddy. wasn't planning on it. Well, great, great segue there, Drew, with the corn. Because we're talking Iowa. We're talking Iowa, Ohio State. Is there any chance in hell that Iowa beats the Ohio State Buckeyes this week? Boob job game. <laughs> this will also be my boob job game. If Spencer Petrus goes out there and throws three touchdowns and beats the Ohio State Buckeyes, I will get a boob job. I'll be shocked if that scores within 28. Oh, I think yes. that's the line. Yeah, the line's 29 and a half. 29 and a half? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying final score 63 to, to 7. When's the last time a big noon kickoff game hasn't been a double-digit uh, spread? I mean, uh, my goodness. A long time. I hey. guess Penn, Penn State Michigan last week. but good, Hey, that was a I will say 
If Iowa puts up 30 points, I will shave my head. 30? I wouldn't do that. All right, Tom, no, he said it. He said that. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom said it. If, he, if they put 30 points up, you'll shave your head. I don't know. No, 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 no. You can't go back. 35. 35. Okay, 35. I'll give him 35. 35 is fair. 35 is fair. Jim Knowles against Iowa is like, hey, that's like doing six, hard drugs. They score 60, I'm going to get a vasectomy. <laughs> can you imagine if Spencer Petrus just comes out and has the day of his life? My friend can't my friend can't have babies anymore. <laughs> Why'd you get a vasectomy? Oh, hey. Spencer Petrus. Spencer Petrus. <laughs> he said, I fucked them kids. He said, fuck them kids. I will say their points per game is 14.7. If they score 60, I will be absolutely shocked. But Tom, thirty-five isn't too out of the realm. I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, come on, let's let's not act like we were calling Iowa one of the worst teams to ever play college football a few weeks ago. Worst offenses, worst off. Their their team is eh, they're all right. They're horrible. They're a half team. They're a half team. I saw eleven players. I saw a ball prediction that had uh, OU versus Iowa in the guaranteed rate bowl. That'd be awesome. Is that in the Bahamas? Free win. It's not, no, it's not the boss. <laughs> I think the guaranteed isn't guaranteed rate like a tax service. Yeah. When the tax mortgage bowl. company, mortgage company. Where where is the guaranteed rate bowl? Let's say Glendale, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. There you go. It's in the it's oh, in the uh, Diamondbacks. Oh, that's electric. They could be oh, a good that's time. actually cool. We should go. They could be a good time. That would hey, be a great last time. time the last time that Iowa scored 60 points in a game was at Illinois in 2018, November 17th, 2018. They won 63 to nothing. Boy, like my how bad was that? Safe. That Illinois team must have. Boy. Well, let me let me take a look for you. They went two and seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or, no, they oh. went four and eight. Sorry, two and there's seven. A, there's a possibility next weekend I can get an ass tat and a vasectomy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? And a boob job. <laughs> and a boob job. <laughs> oh, you think that there's a one-stop shop for all that? Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in New York, they got a guy that's a ass tat vasectomy boob job guy. Yeah. Do you think he'll be able to shave my head? His name is Peter. <laughs> it's Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Why is his name Peter? Peter. Peter. <laughs> hey man, we've got we've gotten into the we again, and it's been it's been awesome. Boy, what? What? Oh, the the actual like Nintendo Wii. Oh yeah, yeah he said he said that because we made a we made Peter Griffin as a me. Looks, da- looks damn near similar. That's awesome, Peter. Peter. Yeah, but uh, so ESPN uh, has matchup predictor ninety five and a half percent to Ohio State. I think that might not even be doing a due due, due diligence. I mean, I think you got to put it up there at ninety six, ninety seven. I, you might even say 99. Right. Home, Honestly, home you could two. say 100. Um, okay, let's move on from that game because I think we all have kind of the consensus on that one. Interesting game this week for me, Ole Miss and LSU. I know last time we probably saw LSU on a national scale, um, they were getting kind of ran by Tennessee. Now you get to LSU coming off a week where they had a tough game against Florida, but they won. LSU's 5-2. and two. They're an interesting five and two because they obviously always have a lot of talent. I think LSU is in a good spot here at home where they could beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is number seven in the country, but it seems like Ole Miss really hasn't been tested too hard. 
their schedule has been really, really easy considering old Kentucky's not a great trade team. The it's matchup predictor. Like yeah, this is like a game LSU is going to win. I agree. And and so LSU on ESPN's matchup, matchup predictor, which means nothing, but it's just kind of a fun gauge. Um, that actually has LSU with a 51.3% chance to win. So that has them as a favorite, a near a near favorite, but that's, favorite what, I was, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I think LSU, I think LSU might get it done. Is this the first time that we've seen LSU be able to play spoiler to Ole Miss? It seems like Ole Miss has been in that um, spoiler role against LSU many, many times in my lifetime. But this is the first time Ole Miss is the higher ranked, like, you know, top 10 teams. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is just like LSU football these days. They win a national championship and they have five years of, of decent to mediocre football and they'll be back. Yeah, for one year. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that's how it goes for him. I agree with you. It's it's really kind of weird, but I think it's just kind of maybe how the recruiting classes line up. I don't know. Um, LSU has gotten much better since we since we. I know a lot of us probably watched them play Florida State and then their game against Tennessee. They've gotten they they seem like they've kind of got it together a little bit. And Jackson Dart, you know, Jaden Daniels here, two running quarterbacks, guys that really really like to run it. Um, and I. I have a really hard time picking against LSU in this game. Same, but I mean, I just all misses. Then they've uh, they're a lot better than I thought they would be this year. I just I, I was kind of a doubter on them, but they proved me wrong. Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin is making himself look like a really really good coach. Yeah. Would you would you, would you rate him as a top ten coach in culture ball? What do you think, Calvin, about top ten coach Lane Kiffin? Uh, no, he's top twenty. But I oh well, you know, the more I, I would give I would give him right around yeah. ten. The more I think about it, the more I think I would agree with you. Just because of yeah, he's done a good he's done a good job. I yeah, top ten's fine. Like he's probably ten, but he he's top ten. Yeah, I would struggle. I think, we, I think we're doing. I think when we're doing top whatevers, whatever the last number we say is is normally the number of whatever team we're talking about. Like yeah. oh, like you know. It, let's say let's say like TCU is like you know top top nine team top top ten team like, obviously you're, you're thinking they're nine or ten we don't ever yeah exactly we, <laughs> yeah we don't go out there time. and say hey George is a top ten team this, this right now you know what I'm saying like they're number one come on yeah I'm saying Ole Miss is Ole Miss is top ten team and they're not four they're not four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think TCU I think TCU is better than Ole Miss right now I agree hey, this ha- this happened. Uh, when TC got screwed out of the playoff, they went out there and beat the shit out of Ole Miss. Yeah, 49 yeah. to 3 or something like that. Can't believe Trayvon Boykin and Max Dugan are in the same realm of possibilities right now. Man, we oh. could, we're setting up for another one of those years. Ole Miss versus TCU. Yeah. Good little, it's a good Sugar Bowl matchup. Good, good Jersey matchup. Oh, great, Sugar Bowl or Cotton Bowl matchup. matchup right there. Oh, especially if Ole Miss wears those, uh, the cloud helmets. If they wear those light blues and TCU wears the blacks, we're in for a good one. Oh, you say good uniform matchup. I'll just say this much. TCU put the worst display of fucking colors I've ever seen on the field last weekend. Yeah, I agree. Those red I those red and purple jerseys are absolutely disgusting. I mean, they're just, just two, col- two colors that should not go together. Ever the slightest. To, and when you have to explain, like, why the two colors go together, it yeah. means that the two colors shouldn't go together. Right? Yeah, it's because it's horn frogs shoot blood out of their eyes. They actually well, don't, though. Don't Don't care. <laughs> You don't have red in your you don't have red in your school, but like I mean, all you were alternate uniforms. They're they're gray. We don't have gray in our school, but at least we, at least they look cool. 
Yeah, they were fine. I wish you guys would have done it. I mean, I, you probably won't get another night game this year, but I wish it would have been a night game. Those, oh, those, yeah. those yeah. would have looked a lot better in, in the night. I love the helmets. The jersey was kind of plain, but I, I think they were still cool. Yeah. I agree. I wish they like, – I was hoping they'd be more black than gray. Like anthracite? Yeah. Or darker gray. Mm-hmm. You bring those jerseys out against K-State earlier this year, that's a win. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh. tell you it, um, it, it, it changes the attitude of the players. Like, oh, cool. We got these. Dope, <laughs> let me go. Let me go hit somebody. Yeah. Cool. We got new jerseys. I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna <laughs> win today. <laughs> it really does. It changes things. Well, it's good that you brought that up because I think Oklahoma State's gonna have some new jerseys this week. We always do for homecoming. The the fountain is orange, guys. The fountain is orange. It's flowing. It's homecoming. You, Big game this game. If you guys don't wear the the jerseys you wore against Texas in 2018, you failed. Oh, I love those. I love those. Them are the too. best uniforms you ever. Those are the best uniforms you've ever had. No, Unfortunately, the people, the, the players that wore those jerseys are a lot better than the guys that would be wearing them this year. I don't know. I mean, uh, we, that was a corn dog year. It was a no, corn dog year, but you look at our starting running backs and wide receivers. All of them are playing in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> Every one of them. And uh, hey, all I'm and saying, playing fourth down. Yeah. All I'm saying is I'm going to be in Stillwater this weekend, and that fountain is going to look real appetizing at 3 a.m. when I'm when I need to pee. I'll just tell you this much, Tom. Tom, when the when the when the orange fountain is going, I'll tell you much. It's it's appetizing to pee in, but it also looks like Gatorade. Makes yeah, me want to drink it every time. Well, I'm going to yeah. pee and ruin it for everyone. Yeah. yeah, I'll also be in a Stillwater this weekend, so I'm not getting a ticket, but I'm going to go tailgate. I mean, look at this. Look at this. There she is. There it is. So it sounds like all four of us will be in Stillwater for the OSU Texas game. I'm I'm pumped for this pod? game. Live pod? I think we're, we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna pod. have to do a live pod. We might have to. On Sunday, I'll be there till Sunday. So I'm playing golf Sunday afternoon. So we can do it Sunday morning. <laughs> Drew and I will be with each other for probably most of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we could we we'll get a live pod in there, but let's talk about the actual game. I think uh it's, it's Quinn, Quinn Ewers came out with a quote this week that said he loves road games, which was interesting considering he's never started in a road game. Um, I, I do I do think, obviously, he's played road games in his career before, but um, this, is a, this is a tough first road game. So water and homecoming is going to be loud. It's going to be ready. Also, Oklahoma State just, we just blew the game against TCU. Absolutely blew the game. Um, and we knew this was going to be a hard stretch. So this is a kind of a put up or shut up team or time for both teams. So this is a huge game. I mean, Inside track to Arlington is is this week. Kansas State plays TCU. OSU plays Texas. The winner of those two games, truthfully, is is probably going to be the pick to go to Arlington. Both those teams, unless, um, unless well, OSU and K State play later on. So that's yeah, that, 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 yeah, and Texas and TCU got, do too. We got uh, we got a spread in that game. What's the spread for Texas yeah. minus six? I think. Yeah, Texas is favored by six. Right yeah, now. I think I think if I were to go, I'd probably take the OSU spread. I think uh, I think Texas is going to win the game. I just uh, I just think they're a better team this year. They got a lot. They got a lot of weapons. A whole lot of weapons that you. They do have a lot of weapons, with. but but Iowa State, they they looked very beatable last week. Very beatable. That's the thing. They they played it. They played their competition. It's something that Texas has always done. So I expect them to be ready on Saturday. I mean, I, I obviously I will not be I will not be shocked at all if OSU wins that game because. I went to the last homecoming. The last home game I went to was OSU Texas in 2018. Texas is number six in the country, four in the country. Yeah, one of the two. Something like that. OSU pulled off the upsets. I mean, I'm obviously I wouldn't be shocked, but I think I just think Texas is the more talented team this year, so I'm gonna go with them. Yeah, we gotta figure our offensive line out. 
That's a, just the truth of the matter. We got to figure that crap out. But uh, I don't know. I, I, our defense played really well last week and gave it forty three because Mike Gundy decided to call it play punt ball. Um, I mean, they played really well. They had them at sixteen points in the middle of the fourth quarter with the number one scoring offense in the country. So they're gonna have to figure that out. But I think it'll be a good game. I, I don't really want to go either way yet because I do feel pretty confident in Oklahoma State, but I also think Texas is better than they have been in a couple last couple of years. Now, Kansas State TCU is a huge game, huge game. I cannot believe this game is is not being talked about more. And it's probably because it's two purple teams. Um, you just you see two purple teams, you're like, ah, that can that can't be great. But this Everything is a huge about game. Northwestern. Exactly. Where, where's the game at? Is it Fort Worth or is it in Manhattan? It's in Fort Worth. So TCU has TCU has the ideal schedule this year. I mean, absolutely ideal. Only thing that they run into is they play Baylor and Texas on the road, which could be yeah. tough. Every every couple of years, I mean, every every even year for them is probably going to be a favorable schedule because they got all their big games at home. But Tanya, the odd years, you're because next year's going to be a rough one. They got to play in Norman, in Stillwater, and Manhattan. I mean, you probably. saw last year they lost all of those games. Yeah, every one of them. And but uh, I will say this this year too. I think I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I believe that Texas Tech is playing at TCU. Yeah, that's right. And so Texas Tech had uh, during the offseason, Texas Tech had this weird con- like, you know, Twitter beef against TCU. And Texas Tech had a lot of their fans buy season tickets to TCU games. So Texas Tech is going to have an insane amount of fans <laughs> at a TCU game. And Why just the... from me being there last week, I mean, TCU, not shock. That doesn't shock me. TCU, that does not how, shock me. How the hell are you in a Twitter argument and you get provoked so badly that you buy season tickets to a team you're not even a fan of? Well, so what happened was that the, t- the TCU uh, athletic director was being self-aware and knew that TCU probably wasn't going to fill the stadium for games like that. And so they were like, you know, hey, we're only selling single game tickets um, or we're not selling single game tickets to away teams. Um, so if you're a Texas Tech fan, you can't buy just one ticket to the TCU game. So a bunch of Texas Tech fans are like, well, shit, I'm buying the season tickets and I'll just sell all the other ones. And that's what they're doing. So it's kind of funny. TCU's um, in some hot water right now. With what? Are they? They had Kesha last night. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was that hey, was an speak, interesting pairing. Speaking of concerts, uh Walk a flock of flames. It'll be in Stillwater on Friday night. I can, oh, I can walk, a, walk a flock of flame. He's going to be buried in Stillwater. He loves it. I'm telling you, that man loves Oklahoma schools with his heart because yeah. he's been at OU this year. He's at OSU. He comes to Oklahoma school every year. Oh, yeah. Same with Maiden Tayo. I don't know who that is, but. Or is it Maiden Tokyo? What's his name? Skateboard P. Skateboard P guy. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know he came here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. A single, I haven't heard that song in years. But. He loves. He loves Oklahoma State. Uh, okay, Kansas State TCU though. What on the actual field are you looking forward to? I think Max Duggan, Adrian Martinez is a fun matchup. But my thing about this game are the two running backs. Um, completely different styles. Kendra Miller is more of a you know uh, kind of run you over more physical back, but also a guy that can can get out and run. But Deuce Vaughn is that shifty. Just I mean he's just a rubber rubber band. Um, just a rubber band ball of, of, a, of a running back. And I, I think that matchup of those two running backs is probably going to be the thing that determines the game because you know how much Kansas State wants to run it. I always – I say it a lot in this pod that I think a game's a toss-up, but this game I – mean, I, I truly have no idea what to expect from this game because I can see it being a shootout like because Kansas State got in a shootout with OU and Norman, or they can also just be a low-scoring, big-10-looking game 
I mean, they did that against Texas Tech, so I, don't, I mean, I really don't know what to expect with this game. I really love Kansas State this week. I think we let TCU off the hook. TCU has been kind of hot. They've also been really close to losing their last two games. I think this is a week that Kansas State makes a makes a push and 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 wins this game against TCU. So I think I'm gonna pick Kansas State. Is that one of our picks later? Yes. I think I'm gonna take TCU in that game. I'm a, I'm, I'm a believer in the Horn Frogs this year. Quentin Johnson's awesome. So is Savion Williams. Hey, Matt Duggan. Matt Duggan's played real well this year. I I'm I'm going with the Horn Frogs. I get, we'll get to our picks later, but uh, there's just a couple other games we might want to touch on real quick. Minnesota and Penn State is the ABC 7 o'clock game. No clue how the hell they got that. And that just shows you the Big Ten has an insane amount of alumni because that game is objectively not a primetime game, and it's still going to be the primetime game. So there's going to be a lot of people watching it, but they're going to be mostly, I don't know, alumni from those two teams. And I don't know how that see, ends up that way. See, this is a game, this is a game I can see Penn State losing. I kind of agree. Because uh, Minnesota's been on like a little bit of a backslide since where they were at the beginning of the year. Penn State started out the year real hot. You got up to number 10, got pounded by Michigan last week. Um, I just – I can see Minnesota – Ibrahim. I think Ibrahim will have a lot of rushing yards. I think – you know, I'm, I'm going as far – I'm picking them. I'm picking the Gophers. I'm that's sorry. Your, I don't think underdog? Sean Clifford – That's my underdog pick. I think I'm taking the Gophers. like it. I don't think Sean Clifford's that good. I don't think he is either. I I think he's overhyped a little bit. I like I get it. Quarterback at Penn State's probably one of the top quarterback spots in the world, but I mean he's just not that great. It's he's he's played enough games this in his career now where you know exactly what you get you're gonna get from him. Right. He's just a very average quarterback. Yeah, he's, there's been times you would say he's he's way above average, but there's been times yeah. you say, wow, he's complete shit. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think Tanner Morgan has been pretty damn near awful um, lately as well. <laughs> so it's yeah. not a, it's not a game that's going to probably be visually appealing, but there's going to be a lot of running backs. And I think Ibrahim might be the best running back in the country. I think it's a game Minnesota wins. I really do. I'm going to give this to Drew Garrett's score guess. And I'm oh. going to say – it is going to be 20 to 17. Penn I'm going to go 26, 16. I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, 14, 10. <laughs> Under. Yeah. Under. Hammer, Hammer. 35, 21, Penn State. Only one more game I just want to talk about real briefly because I will say this is an awesome week for college football. It's every week oh. of college football is, but this one's definitely a, a downer compared to last week. What do you guys think about Texas A&M, South Carolina, two teams that are kind of in the middle of the road in the SEC, but two teams that, you know, maybe have a chance to play some spoiler later on? And I, I will say I'm the, I'm the Texas A&M score predictor this year. I don't know what it is, but I every time they play, I know exactly what's going to happen. And they're going to beat this shit out of South Carolina this week. <laughs> We're in for a pounding. Um, I just think they're going to put it all together this week. I mean, South Carolina is not good. When AM puts it together, they can play with anybody in the country. But it's just, yeah, I just, it's a, it's a it's, it's just a game. It's a game AM's going to win. What do you guys see in the future for AM down the road? Not this this year, but in the future with the recruiting class they had last year recruiting class they're bringing in this year. Do you guys see them as being a team that can compete for SEC championships in the future? If they're I, not, I'd be shocked. Like, I, if you can't develop that amount of talent, like, 
I mean, what are you doing as a program? I feel like you really got to evaluate what's going on. But I, I hope horrible, but they're going to – I feel like they're going to be really good. There's a reason – there's a reason why their, their nicknames is Texas 8 and 4. And yeah. it's going it's to continue to be like that. I feel like they're just an 8 and 4 football team no matter what they do. They might struggle to get to 8 and 4 with, with this season. Yeah. No, you let that talent develop, man. They've got a ton going on and they got a lot coming in. You give them a little bit of time, they'll be fine. I agree with you, but but my worry is that the transfer portal. What happens if a bunch of those guys are like, "Hey, we're not very good." They've got <laughs> a lot of money. They've got a lot of money tied into NILs there. I just, yeah, so does I, Tennessee, though. You know, so does other places. I don't. I don't know what it. It's just the Texas schools that can't seem to develop talent very well. Well, Texas seems like they're doing a little bit better job of it this year. They, they are, but they are still only. They still have two losses. That's fine, but Quinn Ewers was hurt. And then AM, they lost to Appalachian State. I mean, I just... <laughs> Appalachian State is a middle of the road Sunbelt team this year, man. <laughs> give them just give them a just give them a little time. They'll be fine. I'm giving them time. Two... I give them yeah. time, but I still that, think they're that, gonna be eight and fourteen. Look, that, that's great and all, but they they haven't had the recruiting classes they've they have right now. They'll be all right. But they've always had good recruiting classes, though. But not this good. Not this good, but I'm getting but most a lot of those players that came yeah. in are not there. They're gonna Here, transfer. Here's... Here's the situation. Here's the situation. If you're any any of our favorite teams have that recruiting class, we are talking now. Regardless of your team, whoever it is, we have that recruiting class. We are talking about how we are going to be the we're national champ. We're, we're contending for the national championship next year, two years from now. Yeah, yeah but the difference. We're looking like at the difference. Team, what about Jimbo fine. though? But but because we're looking at it from a team that we number one don't like, number two have having give credit to in a long time, mm-hmm. rightfully so. We look at that recruiting class and say busts, all of them. We, we that's what we do. And, and I never, I never give, said they were. I never said they were going to be bust. Then how do they? How, if they're eight and four, they're busts. If if that recruiting class goes eight and four, they're busts. If you, give, if, bust. you, if you give our teams the recruiting classes, the thing is that like we've at least shown that we can have success. Let's say and proven they've proven nothing ever. That's fine, but you they, this is literally the best recruiting class in the history of recruiting class rankings. Give them a slight bit of time. One year is going to fix everything. One year after – this is the first recruiting class. Give them a slight bit of time, man. Uh, One year isn't going to do it. One year isn't going to do it. One year – this recruiting class isn't going to be – isn't going to solve all the problems from all the years in the past. I'm still saying – I'm saying I'm giving them time. Two years. I'm giving them two years. Two years. Two years. That's – dude, that's great. But these players are not the same players that were there two years ago. I'm sorry. These players – I'm not arguing against you right now. I'm saying I'm giving them time. Dude, all right, that's fine. But two years from now, they'll win ten games, and they'll be they'll be contending for the SEC championship. In two years, I, I think they're going to be eight and four. I sure that's fine. You can't guarantee that because you look at this recruiting class and their OU's recruiting class. You say, oh, we're going to win the national championship. You look at this recruiting class, you say Alabama's got it. Oh, they're going to win the national championship. Give them two years to figure out some situations, figure out position coaches, figure out, figure out if they need a new coach, if they get a new one, and and, and give them time. They get a new I coach. Am, the, like the, I, said, the I am giving them. I am giving them time. That's, I just think. I just think in college football, like time right now is something that's like pretty much the most valuable resource to, to, to develop anybody is obviously going to take reps and experience. And a lot of these guys are not going to be getting the reps and experience they need because they're going to be playing behind somebody or somebody's going to be transferring. Right. And that's, that's if you have that much talent, that's just an issue. That's a good issue to have. Um, yeah. So I, I think Texas A&M's be fine in the future, but I do, I do think that Jimbo Fisher has kind of showed himself to be a little bit of a fraud. I mean, this offense is horrible. That's that's fine and all, but but money talks, dude. They'll be all right. I, I'm I'm saying like eight and four is also just not a bad like it's not a bad team. Eight and no, four it, is still it, a good team. It is, so I just think it, like it I just is think they're going to eight and four class. Eight and four is bad for that type of recruiting. Class. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Certainly. You'd be playing in the NFC East, and that's a bad record to have that recruiting class. Literally. Um, but let's do, let's get to these picks. So let's pick these games. We got five games we're picking. We'll do a little combined parlay. We'll give our locks of the week each of us. Um, these five games, man. I think that these might be the five that might have actually the, the most toss up that we've had in a while. Um, we've had some that have been straightforward. Now, last week I was the only one that picked Tennessee. I do want to give myself a little pat on the back for that. Um, but regardless of that, this week seems a little bit more wide open. So first game we're going to pick. Let's just go ahead and get started with Minnesota and Penn State. We just discussed that game. Um, who wants to go first on that one? Uh, I, I can take it. Uh, I, I mean, I took them, I took Penn State as the bounce back team, so I'll take Penn State. So you got Penn State. Um, what's oh, the okay. line on that game? Oh gosh, that's good. That's a good question. Let me see. I'm not going for I'll take road. the Gophers at home. At home, sorry, at home. I'll take so, the Gophers. Drew's got the Gophers, which Drew picking it makes me really worried that I'm also going to pick the Gophers because Drew has been on a cold streak lately. Um, but I'll pick the Gophers as well. Tom, who you got? I'll go Penn State. Let's. I I called I called their quarterback horrible, but I think Tanner Morgan's worse. So <laughs> I don't know if he's even going to play. That's the only thing. He may be injured, so we'll see if he, I, if he gets the nod. I'd pray if I was a Minnesota fan. <laughs> who else are they going to put in though? That's the thing. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll move to the Pac-12 and what is probably the game of the week. It's game day. UCLA and Oregon. This one, I think, is the biggest toss-up between two really good teams. I don't know which way to go on this one, so I'll let you guys go ahead and pick first. Bruins, baby. I think I'm going to take Oregon. It's it's in Eugene, isn't it? It is. Uh, oh. That stinks. I'll take Oregon. I will also be picking the Ducks as much as I would love to say go Bruins. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Duckies here. Seems like a duck. Yeah, let's go. Seems like a duck time. I don't know. It's not a duck time. We're going duck hunt. That's fair. Could be. Could be. Um, bear, bear, like, it's kind of weird. The Bruins versus the Ducks. The mama bear. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of a weird difference in mascots there. Syracuse and Clemson is the next game we'll be picking. Does anybody want to take the Orange Men this week? I'm taking Clemson. 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 Uh, I just want people to respect the Orange Men, man. I respect them. I respect them. It, it's, respect, it's respectable to lose to number 14 in the country. Or five, whatever they are. I don't want to pick Orange Men, but I'm going to also pick Clemson. So, I think we all picked Clemson there. Um, then we'll get to the last two games, which are Big 12 games. Kansas State and TCU. And uh, we'll go ahead and pick that one real quick. What do you guys think? I got the Horn Frogs. Uh, I'll take I'll take K State. I will also be picking a Kansas State Wildcats in that one as well. Tommy, who you got? Horn Frogs. Horn Frogs, it is. That's so good. We're even on TCU, Kansas State. We're also even on the Gophers and the Penn State Nittany Lions. So there you go. Last matchup of the week, Oklahoma State and Texas, 230 ABC. We'll all be in Stillwater. Who are we picking? Go Pokes. Tom's picking Oklahoma State. Yeah, go Pokes. I think, I think I'm gonna take I think I'm gonna take Texas. I just think they're now just gonna have more talent. It's probably smart. I'm also gonna pick Texas. I don't really care. I'm not picking Oklahoma State this week. It didn't work for me last week. Hopefully we can win this week with me picking Texas. All right, we're, we're going, going to Texas. 
I'm picking Texas because um, we lost last week and I picked us. So <laughs> might as well pick somebody else. Wow. And also, and also it'll make the loss sting just a little bit less if we lose. Keep your low, keep your expectations really low. And then when the bar, you know, if the bar is really low, when you exceed when you exceed that, you know, really low bar, you know, just takes a little bit minimum effort to do. It's like whenever you, you never clean your room, your parents are like, you gotta clean your room every now and then. Then you do it just a little bit and you clean it. Your parents are like, oh my God, thank goodness. But you didn't really do anything. Sure. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Uh, we want to go through our locks of the week real quick. Who? Anybody got a, a beautiful pick they're just ready to go with? Ohio State is going to – Ohio State's going to win. That's a lock. Okay. Are you talking like a betting lock? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know about 29 and a half. That's, that's kind of tough. That's a lot of points. Give me a – let me look at the, the schedule. Uh, Ole Miss plus two. Ole Miss plus two. All right. Purdue plus two. That's good. I like that one, Tom. ESPN's got that at minus two and a half for Wisconsin, so we should take the – let's take the uh, extended odds there. Or two and a half? Two and a half. Yeah, ESPN's got it two and a half. Okay. Um, let me give, give, give me a second here. Give me Minnesota plus four. Okay. Gophers, man. Drew believes in the Gophers this week. I don't know what it is about them. I don't maybe either. It's, maybe it's maybe it's just I don't I don't respect Penn State this year for some reason. I'm gonna pick Tulane minus seven against the Memphis uh, Tigers. There, Tulane is ranked. Wave the green wave is ranked. They're waving. We do the wave on the pod. Oh yeah, wave. <laughs> Drew, do the wave. Come on, get ready, bud. Here, here, start the wave. <laughs> He's doing the Lee Corso wave. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the fan wave. <laughs> oh boy! All right, we're gonna get off the pod. Uh, this is the end of our podcast. We appreciate you listening. Week eight preview. Um, this is the Three Man Rush podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Three Man Rush FB. Go ahead and like, rate, subscribe, give us five stars. You know the drill. Go, go Gophers! All right, that's it. <laughs>